Praise the Lord. Now we're just going to go straight into the Bible discussion a few minutes. I already have one. In we're talking about angels. Today the Lord wanted me to talk about the I've talked about angels of uh, that God always used the some angels for judgment in the olden days. And then in the New Testament we saw a lot of angels of what? On two, two Sundays ago, or on a Sunday, we talk about the angels that deliver. They deliver Peter. They deliver the, uh, many of the apostles in the in the in the in the New Testament. Now I'm going to talk about another another kind of ministration of angels. But before I go that, I'm just going to go through some Bible verses so that we can point to them in the Bible. So open your Bible with me. Let's read some few Bible verses real quick. I mentioned in the first time we started this series that there are angels that are called seraphims. Let's open that in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 2 to 7. Somebody just read it if you get it real quick. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 2 to 7 is the mention of seraphims. Or verse 2 and then verse 6, but those two verses is good enough. Read verse 1 first. Let's know who, are, who cried to verse 1 of that Isaiah chapter 6. Verse 1. Six. Yeah. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim. The, the seraphims, okay. Above him stood the seraphims. Each one will ask what? Read it again. Six wings. Read the rest of the story. Read the rest of the verse. By James, read the rest of the verse. Go on. Read on. And with twine, he covered his feet. And with twine, he did fly. So, each, each seraphim had six wings. With two, that twin, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he fly. Okay, let's talk about the cherubims in the, we can see the Bible is full of that. You can talk about 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 11. David said, God rode upon cherubs. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 11. Okay, good. Another one, First Kings chapter 8, verse 6 to 7. Similarly, 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 6 and 7. And the priest brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord unto his place, unto the oracle of the house, to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubim. So we know that in the Holy of Holies, God told Moses to, to make symbols of two cherubims, one on the right, one on the left of the mercy seat. And God dwelt, and God said, I will, I will meet you there at the mercy seat. So God, we know God was coming in the spirit to sit down on that mercy seat to talk to Moses. So when Solomon did the same thing, when Solomon built that temple, he actually made a big one, a huge image of a cherub. He said, one, the one wing comes from the wall to the middle. The other one had his own wing from the wall to the middle. That must be a very huge image. And then, this mercy seat sent so because it's said from the wall, you can know how big is this temple. So that's a huge, so that was another example. Now we talk about saints. I mentioned, remember, the, I don't know whether some of you remember, I mentioned the saints were also in the old days, they thought they were actually angels or some group of creation of God that looked like angelic beings, but they were, they were seeing us, amen, by prophecy. And you see that in the book of Daniel, chapter 8, verse 13. Because in the, when they were talking about it, one saint talking to another saint, who are the saints? Are there another angels? But God was prophesying that God will be using, and that's where I'm going today, is the fact that God has already been using the saints, even those that are passed on now. 
Read verse chapter Daniel chapter eight verse thirteen. Okay, now you, if you don't know that, so that was actually when the angel talked to Daniel and he gave him a whole series of what will happen from the beginning almost to the end. And while the angel was talking, Daniel said he saw some other two people. So to Daniel, they look like angels, you know, so because they look like they came with this, with this mighty angel that was talking to him. But he said they were saints, which means he must have recognized that these people are different from this angel, they look like human beings. But they were holy because they were maybe they were wearing the kind of dress that make him call them saints. But see, those saints are the people that God is using, and we are the saints. And the Old Testament fathers, the elders that are passed, also are saints. So the, that is what I'm going to talk about today: that God has been using human beings that have gone to be with Him as angels. And this example that Daniel says he saw two sins talking to one another, it's not just prophetic, it could be one of the other sins that are passed on before Daniel. Because God has sins. All Abraham was called saint of God. Aaron was called saint of God in the Bible. He said Moses and Aaron, the saints of God. So he said, Well, Moses and Aaron have passed on before Daniel. So who are these saints? Any of those people that have passed on that were recognized, that were respected, that are accepted by God and they are with him. He has been using them as angels. That is an example of them. And we're going to see that in these few things we're going to talk today. Because that's where I'm going to talk about. That is, we are going to talk about now the angels of God that were not what we normally know as angels, that are spirits angels. Now they are human beings that are not alive, not alive now, but they have passed on. But they are saints of God that have passed on before us, and they are already being used by God as angels. That's one group of them. And then I'm going to talk about human beings that are here now, servants of the Most High God that are here now. God is already using us. I say us, including myself. That, and I will give some testimonies, and I'm going to give, these are things that have been documented. These are things that other people have given testimony, and the Lord is doing things. The Lord is doing some new things in our generation. And it's, this is not new, he's been doing it over the centuries. But he's doing it in our generation and we're going to give some testimonies that come into this group of saints. That's the group of saints I'm talking about, the saints that are being used as angels of God, amen? Now let's talk again to another group of angels that we see in the Bible called the morning stars. Job chapter 38 verse 7, somebody read that. Read the previous verse also. Whereupon, whereupon are the foundations thereof as of what they cannot stone thereof, where the money stands together and all the sons of God Now in that if you read a few verses before, God was asking Job after Job and his friends have been dialoguing on what oh me. Joseph Job was actually saying, Oh me, these things happened to me. And these friends were trying to say, Job, instead of saying like that, you should be repenting. And Job said, I didn't do anything wrong. He said, no, you should be repenting. Secret sins. You know, everybody will try to put sins upon you. So Job tried to justify himself and trying to challenge God. And in the end, God himself came and talked to him and said, who are you that are talking like this? Where were you when I created the world? Where were you when I laid the function? And then he went forward and said, even when these things happened, the sons of God shouted for joy. As the verse we just read. And it said, Morning stars sang together. People say, Who are these? Who are these morning stars? They were another breed of angels. Another group, like we say, cherubims. So we are they living in a, on a planet or in another section of the unit of the world, we don't know. They were with God. We say seraphims, they were with God. Do they have their own section? Of, no, we don't know. They are, but it's called morning stars. That's one Bible verse. Let's point another Bible verse for this morning star. Revelation chapter 2. The Lord also mentioned this. 
Revelation chapter 2, verse 28. Now, I know some people have tried to point to the Bible verse where the Bible talk about Lucifer, the son of the morning. Well, I'm not really, it's just the son of the morning. Whether that classify me in the group of the morning stars, I will leave that to you for you to just guess about that. Does that because when I say morning star, you can say, well, they are another group of angels. So, cherubs, they are another group of angels. But we know that Lucifer was called a cherub, okay? That covered it in the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 14, I believe. So, but we are talking about this other group called the morning stars, and then another place the Bible said Lucifer was the son of the morning. So people can say, does that mean he's in the group of the morning stars? So maybe the Caribs are also in that group. So we don't know. I can say, is he an American? Is he Indian? American Indian? I don't know. So you know what I'm trying to say? Maybe that is the classification. We don't know. The Bible didn't tell us where, where the Caribs are in the morning stars, or the morning stars are in the Caribs, or they just, seraphims can be here, here, and there. Uh, so we can just leave that as the Bible say. That we said, we read in the Bible that Lucifer was also called son of the morning. And the greatest of all is what the Lord Jesus Christ himself said, I am the bright and morning star. So, but the, in Revelation chapter 12 or 2 verse 20, you read that verse, somebody read that for me. Now, that is a promise that the Lord Jesus Christ gave to the church of what church was that? Tatera. He said unto the overcomer of the church of Tatera, he gave this promise and he said, and I will give him the morning star. People say, what is that? What does that really mean? But exactly what it meant, we have wondered until the Lord revealed this to me that it's this group of angels. The one he going to give an angel, he's going to he appointed an angel, almost like almost like a, what you say, he gave you the authority to, uh, you begin to work with a particular assignment. It's not like an assignment. Let's call it an assignment. Say, well, how do you know this? Because the Lord showed that to me one time ago, long time ago, where this personality, this is the testimony now, this personality came in the in 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 night after praise the Lord and said, let's go. And we went, and we went to their place. When I say their place, it could be somewhere in the universe, I don't know. So we went to their place and they were welcoming me. And as I was going, the Holy Ghost was talking that and I would give him the morning star. And that was what the Lord was prophesying about. Because this group of angels, they're just, to me, they're just like us. They're just like us. When I say like us, they're just like human beings. But he said I would give them. But the, what, he, what the Lord was telling me in the vision, that in that vision as I was walking with this angel in their place that, and I would give him the morning star. And I said, really? That's what that means? Because this looked like this fellow is almost like a, hey, this is mine. You know, he was almost like a, like you come and bring somebody and say, when he came back, when he came back, when I came back, he brought me back to my bed. Amen. And that is, it was like a jovial, like a, like a joyful union. I can't I just can't tell you what I saw. But the Lord said, I, I said, well, so that, that means it's actually that God has signed and an, an, an this a, one of the angels, like called the monsters, to a particular person when he is satisfied with you, perhaps. He said, when a man's ways please the Lord, he make everyone his enemies to be at peace with him. So that is what you can say about how do you know that these are a group of angels? You can see in the Bible that they are a group of angels. Jesus Christ himself says he is the bright and morning star. But now he said, I will give him the morning star. So what will be the usefulness of the morning star? If he is an angel, maybe a personal angel. Amen. Maybe a personal angel. We know that everybody has an angel that ministers for you, or what you call the angel, or the ministry angel for you. But when he said, I will give him the morning star, must be another special. Amen. So that is what I can say about that. Let's go again and see where we know about the living creatures that Ezekiel saw in Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 5, he called them living creatures. And Ezekiel chapter 4, chapter 1 verse 5, somebody read that very quick. Ezekiel 
This is the vision of Ezekiel. He started from the beginning. He said, He looked, and behold, a wild wind came out of the north, a great cloud, and a fire enfolding itself. And a brightness was about it, and out of the mist thereof, as the color of amber, out of the mist of the fire, also out of the mist thereof, came the likeness of four living creatures. So he called them four living creatures. He didn't say four angels. So then when he described it, that was why he called them living creatures, because he said they, they have feet like look like hoofs of a calf. You know? So he called them living creatures. But they also were having faces and so on. So he described, he said every one of them had four faces. So that's why he called them living creatures. He didn't know what to call them. One face here, one face here, one face here, one face there. So that's what I believe he's saying. There. Now, that is another group of creatures of God. We don't think this should be classified as angels, but they were called living creatures. Angels mean servants of God. So they were also serving God, not so. Praise the Lord. Now we see in Deuteronomy chapter 4, another group called beasts, which some people could tell you that well, those are just representative, but they were not just representative because they were there worshiping God with the, with the elders. Revelation chapter 4, verse 6 to 8. So he called them four beasts. And I described it, they are full of eyes and then they also have what? different type of faces. He said one has a face like this, the other one has a face like that. So that's why he called them beasts. When they call them beasts anytime they are not looking just like human beings. Also. They're not just human beings. So if they're human beings, you might think they were angels or they were just saints, human beings that are passed on. But this one he called them beasts because of the description. And verse 8 actually said, the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and the rest not the, neither day nor night, saying, holy, holy, holy. Okay, now that, those are the categories of living creatures and living beings that uh, we have seen in the Bible, and there are other things that were mentioned in the Bible, which we, we can think of those in some of the other books of the judges or the kings, they mention things like teraphims. And we think those are just symbols that men use in the days of old, that whatever they call teraphims will be like animals, you know, the most, because they were used for idols, idols, and they make statues of them and call them teraphims. But because they put wings on them, they may be just some animals that they make and put wings on them, and they termin, put names like teraphims on them. If you go to the Book of Judges, we had a man one of the, in the days of the idolatry Israel. Before, when they have gone away from God, they, many of them have a, a house full of idols. And they said they have teraphims. So we say, what are teraphims? There's no angel, no angel in the Bible that is called teraphim. But whatever the teraphim means will be things that these people made of idols, of statues. But they put wings on them, that they may be of goat or cow, and put some wings and they classify them as teraphims. So that's where that would have been, I would classify them that those are demons if they have that imagination in those days and try to make idols of them, in, even in history. Those are called teraphim, but we don't see the Bible mentioning anything like that as angels of God at all. I just wanted to throw that in because you can see that in the scripture one place. I, will, I didn't have the reference that I can point to. It's actually in the book of Judges when Micah, one of the people that, that had this idol, house full of idols, to be very close to the end in the book of Judges. I, I didn't get the rest. I will, shock. I will have to bring that later if you want to know about it. But you can search for that later. Now, that is just to go through the Bible real quick and point to some Bible verses where we see all this manifestation of angels. Now, I said today, I wanted to talk briefly on the saints that God has been using. And we can see the, actually, by that pointed the two verses that I wanted to talk on today. In the book of Revelation, let's go to that book of Revelation, you will see a very good example of what we are talking about when we say God has been using the saints, the person saints, as angels. 
In book of Elohim chapter 19, open that with me real quick, and we're going to read Now, before I read that verse chapter 19, let me point to the fact that these angels in the book of Revelation chapter, chapter 16, actually from chapter 15, verse 1 and 2, this is where these seven angels, because John saw these seven angels that were to carry the last vials of the wrath of God in chapter 15, verse 1. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues. For in them is filled up the wrath of God. So when he first saw them, he called them seven angels. Now, in the verses we are going to read is where each one angel among those seven, he said among those seven came to him. In verse 17, chapter 17 first, it's chapter 17 verse 1. There came one of the seven angels, which are the seven verses, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come either, I will show unto thee, the judgment of the great awe that seated upon many waters. So this one of the seven angels came and took John, said, come along, let me show you something. And they took him away and they went. So it was this one of the seven angels that was talking to him in chapter 19 that we wanted to read and told him some of these things that made John wanted to worship him. In verse nine and 10. It's this same angel that took him up to go and see Mystery Babylon and so on, that was telling him some of these things, and he said, verse 9, and he said unto me, write, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, these are the true saints of God. Now verse 10 is where I'm going, and I fell at his feet to worship him. Well, why do you think John was trying to worship him? Let's have a conversation. Why do you think John was trying to worship this angel? This is my, my imagination. You can think maybe that's not, but this, this is how I see it. When this angel was showing these things to Apostle John, John was like, say, jeez, Babasa, like the Nigerian say, can help me to get in here, kind of a thing. Let's make sure that I can, make I can bribe you, kind of a thing. Hey, sir, thank you. Can you make sure that I get in? That's how I imagine it. Because why will you be watching an angel that said, these are the true saints of God. Blessed are they that get in here. And he tried to worship him right there and then say, well, if somebody is like that, if you are in the world and somebody is telling you to get in there, you've got to be qualified. Say, well, I know you right now. Can you let me in? Kind of, it will be the first thing you want to ask. So that's why I think he was imagining. And he wanted to worship this angel. So, and I fell at his feet to worship him. And then he said unto me, See thou do it not, I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That is, he just tells us, don't worship me, I'm just one of you. I'm just like you, I'm a human being like you, is what he meant. He was one of the earlier sins. Okay, we go to another Bible, he said, and I want to manifest to him again among the seven. He didn't say the same one. He said another one came to him in chapter 21. In chapter 21, verse 9. Revelation chapter 21, verse 9. And there came unto me one of the seven angels. He said, another one among the seven. So he didn't say the same angels. So one of the seven angels. I'm believing. Now comes two out of seven. And if two people tell you that well, we are human beings, well, maybe all of the seven are really human beings. Saints. And you actually, you can tell they should be saints because they were clothed in white raiment in, the, in that book of chapter 15, we have first read. So they were clothed in white raiment, which is the righteousness of the saints. So God used or is using or is going to use a, a particular seven important guys among the saints to do the job of that particular pouring the vial of God upon the earth. So we can say then those are an example of where God is using angels, who are saints, person saints as angels. 
Now, this is verse 9 we just read, and there came unto me one of the seven angels, which are the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. So the first one showed him the false church, Babylon. The second one showed him the true church, the bride, the lamb's wife. And they are both talking about city. Because in the first church, he said, Babylon the Great, he showed him a city symbolized by a woman. And he said, that woman is the big city that ruled the world. Now here he's going to show him, this another angel is going to show him the, the bride, the true church. And he said, he took him to another place and he tried to show him a, a city. Amen. And the city is going to be inhabited by the saints. So that makes the bride is not just the pillars and posts of the city, but the inhabitants of the city. Now, how do you know this angel is a woman being too? This is where Apostle Paul wanted to worship him also. And he also said the same thing. Let's read that in chapter 22. If you find it, the verse where they wanted to worship that angel again, that second angel. Verse what? Read verse 8 out. Amen. So this time he called himself the prophet. The other one said, I'm just one of your brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. So God is saying it's not just prophets or it could be any of you. And I'm going to give you some testimonies to make you to see what I mean by the Lord is already using sins. In fact, Apostle Peter gave a very, if you have not really meditated on that Bible verse, in Second Peter, Apostle Peter said, we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we make known unto you the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why did he say that? He was saying that after my departure, I will even endeavor to keep reminding you of this. He said, how can you, when you are there, you? He said, hey, the Lord that we are following is the Lord of the heavens and the earth. It's, if you read between the lines, that's what he is really saying in that Bible verse. Let's read it in, uh, in the book of Second Peter. He was telling them, telling us in his letter that I will, I will endeavor to keep reminding you of these things that he is writing to us. He said, even after his departure, he will still be able to do that. Or he's, he, will, he will endeavor to do that. And he, then he told us that he is not, he said, how can you be sure of that? He said, we have not followed kindly the vice fables when we told you about the power of our Lord Jesus Christ and his coming. If you can, read, if you can get that Bible verse real quick, point it out, read to me. It's in the earlier part of his epistle. What verse is that for? Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one. Verse 16. verse 16. If you start from verse 15, he was talking, he said, Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. Well, someone said, Oh, he's, he meant you're going to write it down so that you can remember. No. He's telling you something more than just writing it down in paper for you to remember it by reading it. He said, I will endeavor, that is, I will try that you will, will be able, after I am dead, he said, after my disease, that you will be able to remember it. And then he put this phrase and said, because we have not followed cunningly devised fables. That is, when he is dead and gone, he can still be used by God as an angel to keep him, to be reminding you of these things as the Lord will be using. So that's what he's saying, that because he said, the Lord Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. He is the Lord of the quick and of the dead. Amen. I don't know whether you understand that. He is the Lord of the living and of the dead. And Apostle Peter gave us that example that he, when he's dead, he can still be used by God to remind us of some of these things. Where we say, are we, uh, is, that, is that 
questionable or you know, we just give examples that saints that were passed on, God was using them as angels. And we saw it in the book of Daniel that Daniel said he saw angels talking back and forth and they, to them he thought they were just angels that came, I mean saints, he thought they were angels that came with that other angel, but see they were saints of God. Okay, the Lord has been doing this recently and he's going to amplify it more and more as we wait upon him. I have example of something like this that the Lord has. Let me first give you this one. This is, you can say, this may not really mean that God is using this fellow as an angel. When I was traveling from Nigeria to, to, to London in the, in the 70s, I ran into this, um, these brethren, they were from Trinidad, they were Africans living in African-American, they were Trinidad, Tobago, there were many of them in the northern part of London. So I ran into this particular brother and he gave me this testimony. That was my first time of leaving Nigeria. My first time of traveling out of Nigeria and I went for my company in Nigeria. I went for six weeks, so when I got there, I ran into this, they were actually British because they have naturalized there, they were living there or they were born there. And he gave me this testimony. He said three months, he didn't remember the vision he saw until the last, because I, I, while I met him, he invited me to his church, and it was like a revival broke up in his family and in his church, and they were so excited. The old church was like this, not too many people. And I talked to them in the, on that Sunday morning, and the old church was jubilating. And then the last weekend I was about to go back to Nigeria, he, was, he told me to come and stay with them overnight so that they would drive me to the airport. So I stayed with him and his family and overnight because I was in the hotel all those six weeks. So when that last week was when the Lord reminded him of a vision that he saw three months before I came. And that's the point I wanted to point out. He said, it was while we were driving that Sunday or a week, Sunday before the last, and he said, he just remembered that. Wait a minute, he said, the Lord just reminded him of a vision that he saw three months before I came. He said in that vision, he saw himself, his wife, his mom, and a person. He thought that person was an angel in the car driving to church. But the first thing that he saw in the vision was that he said he, was, he saw a mountain and he was trying to climb this mountain. It was so difficult for him to try to try it. Then this fellow just came like an angel. He thought it was an angel. He said, the angel just came and said, Show, I will show you how to, how to climb this mountain. Put your foot where I put my foot. He put his foot there. He said, the man just pop, 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 and went up. And it was so easy for the man. He said, he started putting his feet at these places where the man said, put your foot where I put my foot. And he said, it was so easy for him also. He started climbing. And then he woke up. He said, he slept again. And he saw the same man in the car with them. Himself, his wife, this man, and his mom. He said his wife and his mom were sitting in the back, and the man was sitting in the, in, he was driving, the man was sitting next to him. He actually said, the angel. so he thought it was an angel. Until that day, the last Sunday, when we were going, and I was sitting right there, himself driving, I was sitting, his mom and his wife were sitting back, they have no children there. Then the Lord just reminded him of the vision he saw three months before. He said, wait a minute, Brother Julius, you are the one I saw in the vision, I thought it was an angel. See how the Lord can picture, right? make some picture of things to you. It was just because after I got there and I showed to him some things, and like he wanted to be able to grow in fear, and he said, when I showed to him, it was like a revival broke up in his life, and he took me to church. It was revival in the church. So that was the stepping up that he saw in the vision that God symbolized like climbing a mountain. But before I came, he thought it was an angel. Amen? And many times like that, we will see, and that is his own testimony. I can give my testimony where I saw things and I thought it must have been an angel. Let me give you this one that happened. This is to be as a word. Somebody came from Nigeria and said, you guys are talking about something that happened 30 years ago. What is God doing about you to you guys now? You guys are no more moving up in faith or you lost it when you left Nigeria? No. God is not done with us yet. Amen? Recently, this is not as recent as now. It's about a year ago, two years ago. A similar example happened to me where I was in the vision and this fellow, I thought it was an angel too. Actually, I would still say maybe it's an angel. But the, what transpired in the vision is making me to know that 
Because as well as being any of the saints of God that are alive. That are alive. I'm not talking about those that are dead. That are alive. Because in this vision, the Lord wanted, he said, why would the Lord use any of our saints that are alive? Because he wants us to ex begin to experience these things because he is building up a body of believers. And you are included if you begin to walk with him in the prophetic way of intercession, interceding, you will see great things that God will begin to show you. Amen. This is the second one. I'm going to give one more before I wrap up. This particular one is not, I was just in that vision, and this personality, I told, I told you it was an angel too, also, came and took me out in the vision. So we went, we went to this place, and it talks like he had a mission to fulfill. And his mission was to open a, a door. God is using, when he said, everything God is doing in this planet that is to build us up, to bring us to a level, is, if you say, by using it is using men. So we are the sons of men. Amen? So God wanted to use us when you make yourself available. So in this particular testimony, which I'm not going to tell you much on anything the Lord tends to say. Okay, as we went out, the Lord made sure that I didn't see the face of this brother. I call him a brother now because I think it was an angel. I'm just begin to call him a brother. The Lord did not let me see his face. Why? It's very simple. The Lord does not want you to worship angels either, nor any man. Worship God, like that brother, like that angel said. Worship God. So what I propose, the Lord will not let you see. Even if, he, if a person comes, if the Lord uses someone like me or any of the angels to come and minister to you on your bed or in your vision, he will not let you see. He won't let you see his face. And you just think it's an angel. So this fellow came, took me out, and there's another young person, that little boy that, uh, that we needed to use. And what he wanted to do was, uh, yeah, he has the mission. I don't know why he brought me along, but I knew why he brought me along. It's like he got us a mission for him to fulfill in the spiritual world, but he brought me along because God needed me to participate. Because in this place where we were to go, where he was going to open a specific thing which has to do with the anointing. Okay? It was to open a door which has to do with anointing. But in this building, only little children are allowed in. Kindergartners. How do you know? Because when we got there, we, we went with a little kindergartner. Now, when we got to the door, somebody was keeping the door and only kindergartners are letting. So he made sure that they couldn't see me and they didn't see him. But they saw the kindergartner. So they let us, but that, they let us in, we all went in. Then we got to the door. It's almost like, a, because when I say, how do you know it's kindergartner? Because when you go to a kindergarten school, what do you see? You can see all the kindergartners painting on the wall. So you can say, well, this must be a kindergarten grade school also. Uh, so that, when we got in, the reason why he went with me was because the, a kindergartner can't open this door. You need a strong adult man with the hand to hold it. So when we got to that door, then I took my hand out and I was able to squeeze the knob of the door and the door open. So I was thinking that then you had to be was an engine also. Then when we got in, he started doing the job he has to do. He needed to write some code on the wall. Then it looked like somebody talked to him from the from the sky. And he said, Angel of the Lord, I'm coming. That's what makes me say, well, if he's saying, angel of the Lord, I'm coming, then he is not an angel. It, it, was, it was something like he wrote the thing, the code, and it looked like the thing doesn't open, it started again, and the angel is saying, they are coming. It's like they have, they have, the enemy is coming to, to stop us. So as he was doing that, I just saw this thing open, like a flow of oil. And I, Job mission accomplished, so we started going outside. Praise the Lord. So when I thought about that, I said, hmm. I didn't see, he said, why didn't you see the face? Because he didn't show, he did not make sure that he was staying behind me. He didn't show his face to me. All through we went and we came back. I thought it was the Lord. And they said, the mission he went to do is the mission he was being given to do. But he was saying, Angel Lord, I'm coming. I said, well, if he's saying Angel Lord, he must be a saint. Either one of us alive or one of the people that are gone. But that is exactly how I said, the Lord is using the saints already for missions impossible because he's on this planet Earth. And we are the sons of men, amen? And these are things that 
It's only Wednesdays like this we can talk for those who want to research for that. You have to meditate on those things. And then I'll tell you one more that the Lord has been doing, which many other people have testified unto. I've read this on some other people that have said they found themselves transported in the vision to a place and ministered to some people, to some means, some, some groups, some even some what I just what I write or not, I only can tell that which I experience. Somebody say he found himself transported in the spirit to a place and minister to some villagers and so on. Whether true or not, I cannot tell. But I will tell you the one I have experienced. So that I said, that is how the Lord has been using his own people, even that are alive, or people that are gone on that we can see in the Bible. But those that are alive, he has done this example that I have seen many times after I have prayed, like I said, I pray every night, 3 a.m. and pray and wake up and then go to bed. And then the Lord will come and I will just go up, float with him, fly away to some place. And each time I will go in, this is not something that happens every day. It could be once, three times in a year. It has been happening. This is not new. It's been going on for years. Now, this one, this is very peculiar to what I normally will experience when I got land in the place, land in a city or a town. As curious as I was, I wanted to see, I would like to know the city. So I'll be looking at the street signs to see whether I can recognize the town or whether I can recognize the, the city. I may see names, but sometimes I've seen it, I've been in a place where they look like it's a foreign language. So it's not English, but I'm trying to recognize, is this a Phoenix, is this a Acapulco, what is this? As I was walking, then when I say I'm walking, somebody took me there. Okay, I could sense the angel took me there, or the Holy Ghost took me there. But walking through the streets and went into a particular house. He said, did you tell me the name of the street? Of the, so I said, it's the Holy Ghost that is doing these things. Led me into a particular house. This particular one is what I'm going to tell you because I've been to many cases. I led me into a house like that and somebody was on the bed, sick or dead. I don't can tell. And people were, were on the hallway almost like morning. And I walked into that particular house. The Lord that took me there, I didn't see him physically in that vision. But I know somebody was coming there. I was just walking there and I saw the fellow and I just laid my hand upon him. And he rose up. And I was coming back and I just walked back and people were looking at me. And I just walked back out, out of the room and went fly back. So it was a fly back, yeah. This time you saw, I saw myself fly when I say fly, that's why I said in the first time, I said, we are created in the image of God without wings to fly. Because God created man in his own image. And you see when the book of Hezekiah said, I saw the, the one that looked like a man on the throne in that chapter, chapter one of Hezekiah, he said he has no wings. Well, he didn't say yes, that's why he said we are in his image. But he saw the angels, he saw the beasts, they are all having wings, which means they can, and the cherubims have wings, but he can fly too, but he has no wings. And the Lord Jesus Christ demonstrated that to us, that after he resurrected, he could have entered the room and disappear, and go appear somewhere else. That is also flying without wings. And this is what God is building, want to perfect in us. He wants us to come to the level where he can use us, and not just not just for now, we think, oh, it's for now. It's eternity. God is building a people for eternity. Because he said we are going to be as angels. And the one I just give example where I said, uh, many times like that, if he allow me to see, they will not even be able to recognize the face, or they will not be able to recognize, or he will make sure that nobody will worship nobody except him. Amen. And that is why even if the Lord uses any minister that you may have recognized, if you see his face, then he won't let you see his face if he comes and you, you will give you that type of experience. He won't let you see his face. And that is why the first one I said, he didn't let me see the face of that fellow. Because I would have been saying, oh, it's brother so so, or is that evangelist so so, or is that pastor so so. No, he won't let you see his face. But he needed him to do something. He wanted you to experience it. Why, if he does not need me, why does he want me to go along? Maybe perhaps I can share it with you like this. Amen? Because what does this do to you? It's like wine. The experiences that we have is like wine to the soul. It makes you want more of God. It wants you, makes you want to walk in this narrow road. 
And that is what God is asking you. Do you want to walk with the ancient of this? Do you want to grow and be like Elijah for him? And be like a, like a, like what call it, intercessor, like warriors for God. We are like prayer warriors for God. That is when God can take, the Holy Ghost can take you to anywhere he wants you to be, to, to minister. When you make yourself available. And you start by praising him. Start praising him. Praising the Lord Jesus Christ. Start by praying, interceding for people. Put it upon yourself to begin to do things like that. You will see yourself grow. Because this is what the prophets were doing on the mountain. They say Elijah was on the mountain. What was he doing there all night? Praising the Lord and praying. All these prophets were on the mountain praying. You can be on your mountain in your room, but praying and interceding for the body of Christ, for the work of God. God knows then that you are a particular vessel that you can use for different things. When he makes you see it, it's because he wants you to be able to have a wine that makes you want to do it more. You want to do it more. When angels visited me, yeah, I was impressed. I wanted to do more. I think maybe tomorrow, if I praise the Lord again, maybe they will come again tomorrow. That is why it's like wine to us. So this is to make you to see that angels are, in this generation now, God is beginning to use men like you and me that are already given to him as angels where they will be transported to go and minister and come back. And now, this one, I, the last one I gave has been several times, several times, not just once. And I'm saying, do you want something like that? If you want something like that, you want the Lord to begin to use you. Let's stand up and pray. You want the Lord to begin to use you for great things. I just give that to my testimony. He's going to use you for greater things. Let's stand up and pray. Pray. Talk to him. Because we're going to wrap it up right now. Talk to Jesus. Says, Lord. You are doing great. He said, I will do a thing in their days, which if they are told, they won't believe it. He said, the ears of them that even hear shall tingle, because God is already doing this thing, not that he will do it. He's already doing it. And he's using men, earthen vessels like you and like me. And he wants to use us more. When you make yourself available, so let's begin to make ourselves available by first worshiping him, praising him, praying, interceding regularly. If you make it a job, Make it a part of your own ministry that if I'm not going to go out and be evangelist everywhere, I can be a prayer warrior praying for other people. And you will be surprised angels begin to minister and visit you. So talk to the Father. Let's stop here. Father, we thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for this victory. Thank you, Lord, for you making us to be your children. And you have said, because we are sons of men, we are the sons of men. He said, the Father judges no man. He has committed all judgment unto the Son. Because he is the son of man. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ manifested as the son of man. And he's saying, we are the children, we are the sons of men that are going to judge angels. We are going to judge this world. And he has given us example. And now he's beginning to use us right here on earth. So that because very soon when we are gone in the rapture, that will be part of the job we will be doing. The Holy Ghost will just move you and you will just appear on another planet, wherever God wants you to be used. And you will be ministering to individual or to collective people or to villages. The Lord is doing that already and is telling us that these are the angels, saints being used as angels. We've talked about angels that are physical angels that are with wings, or the spiritual angels that have wings, and the angels that may not have wings. But it's using the saints in the same time, and it's already using them in the, in the book of Revelation. It's already using them in, even in the book of Daniel. It's going to keep on using them, and in the end, we are going to be as angels. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you, Lord, for your victory. Thank you, Lord, for your peace. Thank you, Lord, for calling me and this, all of us that are here. We children that are, you see, we are babes. Say, hide it from the wise and the prudent and he reveal it unto babes like us. We are babes in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for showing these things to us. Thank you for using us. Help us to keep ourselves available. Help us to make ourselves available so that you can use us more and more to the glory of the name of the Lord Jesus. So that the name of Jesus alone shall be glorified, like Apostle Peter said, so that we have not followed cunningly devised fables. People thought, oh, there's nothing to this religion. There is something to it. The creator of the universe himself is the one that is doing these things. And we are glad that he's calling, he has called us to this calling, and we are glad that he's using us. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. Just praise him. Just lift up your hand and praise him. If you have not experienced any of these things, don't worry. You are going to be as angels in the end if you continue on to follow the Lord. And we are all going to be as angels. Some of us will be, will be replacing satanic cherubs. We will be like cherubs then. Some of us will be in the heavenly controlling the 
the planet Earth. Some will be controlling other universes. Some of them, some of us also will be judging. Some of you shall sit on thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Is what you told the apostles. You 12 shall be sitting on thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. There are great things he has, power, he has prepared for us. We are glad when we see some of these things. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. We are glad when you show some of these things to us that you are doing, that you are coming to do. And we are going to be part of it. We thank you for it. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Clap for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. There are many more we can tell. Tell us we're postponing. Let's wrap it up. Can we share the grace or any test? Any, any? Okay, let's close it now. Father, we thank you. We just commit our way to your hand tonight. Visit every one of us in your own way, Lord. As people meditate on these things, as they desire to be like Christ, as they desire to have these experiences, Lord, show them what to do, how to walk with God, how to worship God, even in spirit and in truth. And the Lord himself, who is the king of the angels, will minister to you, will visit you. We send angels and he'll give you supernatural anointing that will make you also begin to come to the level where you can fly because say, my soul, fly like a bird. That is part of what he has already created us, but because of sin, human nature that human went through, he has shut us up. We are all shut in into that body, so we cannot get out. But when God, when we come to the level God wants, he will open us up so we begin to move around in the spirit. Give all of our brethren here experiences that they will begin to share with other people that will be like wine in the soul. Wine for us, Lord God, so that we can glorify your name. Blessed be the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of God forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Bro, are you turning it off? I just started pushing now. Oh, push down again. Oh, this one doesn't turn on. This is the one that. Oh, that's a button. Oh.